Does your child say some sounds wrong and you've always wondered, how do I help? What do I do to be able to help my kiddo say those sounds correctly? Today is part two in the series where we're addressing how it is that our children learn to speak and what you can do to help them acquire the sounds that they're missing or not yet very good at. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children or wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated because you wish your kids could communicate their wants and needs more clearly instead of whining or yelling? Are you plagued by the feeling you cannot meet all the needs in your family? Hey parents, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. It is possible to build strong family relationships and have boundaries that benefit kids. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush mom, grandma, and speech-language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you will find solutions to get kids to listen better and build strong family connection, feel confident in managing difficult behaviors, and to help your children build more language of their own. So if you are ready to communicate in ways that build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so you can become the parent you want to be. Last time we learned about look, listen, and copy and what those components are in order to be able to isolate why is it my child is not speaking well? Today, we're going to dig in to what it is that you can do to be able to help your child speak once you get a handle on look, listen, and copy. So keep practicing what it is that you learned in the last episode and listen again if you need to because there's a lot of meat there. Now today, we're going to pick a sound and we're going to understand which sound you should pick and then how you can begin to teach it. And as I often do, I'm going to read a review. If you have not gone to Apple Podcasts and left a review, I will ask you to do that. So go to the episodes and scroll down to where you see the stars. Um, leave five stars, and in the little purple writing, you will see leave a review. Click on that and fill in the box. Your review blesses me more than you know. So here is today's review that I will read. Fantasy Shopper wrote, This podcast hit home for me and gave five stars. As a mom with a special needs kiddo, this is a podcast for me. Dina's years of experience really shine through. This podcast is a must listen. And parents, if you are dealing with language delay or speech delay, you are exactly who I'm hoping to help. So thank you, Fantasy Shopper, and I'm glad this is helpful for you. So let's get into it. First question, where do you begin? When you first go to your child and you're wondering, well, what sound do I work on and how do I know what sound to teach? It's tempting to notice the sounds that are really bad. 
But don't start there. We want to start where your child is already a little bit successful. Why would we do this? Well, we do this because we want them to feel success. We want them to know exactly what it is that the target is. We want to build courage. We want to pick a sound where they are about 70% right. Now, obviously, parents don't typically score what it is that their child is doing. So what I want you to think of is, what sound is it that your child is doing right most of the time? Maybe they have a sound right at the beginning of the word, but not the end. Maybe they are almost always getting a particular sound right, except in certain words. That's where we begin. The reason that we begin there also is because the real skill we're building is for them to learn to look and to listen and to copy. If you missed the last episode on details behind look, listen, and copy, go back and listen to the last episode after this. But right now, think about that you want something that is going to build success while your child is really learning how to look, focus, pay attention, listen, get precise on their listening, copy, get the movements in their mouth moving, and then that's how we build the skill. So if you are wanting to decide today what sound you're going to focus on with your child, that's it. Listen to what your child does right most of the time, but just clunks around on a little bit. That is where to begin. And if you have trouble isolating that, that is something we can talk through. For the purpose of this episode today, let's just say your three-year-old isn't able to make that W sound. How is it that we can teach that? I start with that one because the sound is visual. We can see our lips pucker in the front. You are able to direct your child to look at your mouth and, and see what it is that you are doing. The next thing, you can hear that sound easily and isolated. And you can have your child listen to the sound quite easily. And the other reason I pick that sound is because copying that sound can happen when you are doing other tasks. Because remember, copying is a motor skill. So let's think about other things that the child does that will help him get his mouth into that position. In a W position, you can drink from a straw. You can blow bubbles. You can get your mouth into that position. You can blow through a straw and you can play a kazoo. And, and then you can make noise go through the kazoo. And as you're doing all of those games, you can cheer for your child and have fun with your child and laugh with your child as they get the motor part down. This is how we break apart the sounds to decide which sound is it we're going to work on. So let's say your child has W wrong only some of the time. But most of the time, it's right. That means that they are actually able to make those mouth positions most of the time. You are maybe focusing more on the looking aspect 
getting your child to learn how to look. Maybe you're focusing more on the listening. When am I saying it? When am I not saying it? And have your child copy what he hears, and maybe you want to play with that sound and maybe some very different sounds when he's not looking, so he's only listening. And that would be the listening portion, the game with that. And then, of course, if you're copying that sound all by itself, it will be easy for your child to copy because he has it in other words. Once your child realizes, I got this, I know what I'm doing, I am making mom and dad happy with my practice. Once you have that kind of confidence, you are able to go into the words that are tricky for him. Let's say he has a hard time saying the word swim or jewel. You'll notice that those sounds, those W sounds, are either in combination with the S sound, like in swim, or it's in the middle of the word, like in jewel. That way, we know exactly what it is that the struggle is. Maybe your child is able to say want and watermelon and why. There are the W's at the beginning of the word. And when we think about ending sound W's, it's really the vowel that is before it. There aren't many words that have an ending W where you hear the W sound being spoken at the end. At least I can't think of one right now. So if I say words like new or blow, cow, how, arrow, or other words that are common for a kiddo, the vowel before W simply is stretched or an OO is said. So you don't actually have a W sound. It is a spelling thing. So then you tell your child, ah, you are able to say that W like in why. Say why. They'd say why. Yes, let's try to say W. And then they say W because it's all by itself and they can. And then you say, now we're going to try to stick that in the middle of a word. So you say, say Jew, and they say Jew, you say W, and they say W, and you say L, and then they say L. So they have pulled apart the word into parts. Um, you say Jew, well, and when you're in the W position, you point to the W on your lips and say it slowly for the child to try to copycat your sounds. And then when they do an effort, whether it's right or wrong, you say, all right, good job. And I like that you try. If, like, if they have it right, you say, that's exactly right. And if they don't do it right, you say, good try. So that they know you are still pleased with them but that they need to practice again. It's the same thing for swim. If your child is able to say that s or that s sound, you say, say s. Now get your mouth in the w position and you show them what it is. And for the purpose of explanation, I'm saying the w position, but really when you're face to face with them, you're going to take your finger, point to your lips and say, do this and you're going to make the position on your mouth. And then they do, and you say, w-im-s, w-im. 
and then you're moving it closer and closer together. Sw swim, swim. And that is how you're going to enter a sound that your child has almost all the time into where they don't have it so that they can add it to their arsenal of sounds. Good luck, parents. I hope this made sense to you. If it didn't, contact me, and I will be happy to explain. Of course, as you've heard many times, my contact is hello at thelanguageofplay.com, and you can also book a calendar session with me that we can discuss how I can help you. And you can join my free Facebook community where I am wanting to build a community of people where we help each other figure out ways that we can support our kiddos in speech and language learning. Remember, moms and dads, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in ways their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me at hello at thelanguageofplay.com. At